What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Brother, the Faces of Inspiration, the podcast. I'm your host and creator of this project. My name is Darrell Morgan, and thank you guys for tuning in. So I'm going to do it how we always do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to me, I say welcome. In Japanese, we say yokoso. In Swahili, we say jambo. So welcome, y'all. And today's topic... Um, Normally, I have like a structure of like questions to like kind of engage the conversation and kind of engage the thought process. But this topic is a little bit different because I'm pretty sure it's something that all of us deal with and or struggle with. I know for me, it's something that really dictates where I am and how I'm feeling and it's isolation. Mm. I'm going to let that sit in for a second. Isolation, which is probably one of my biggest enemies, yet dearest friends, if that makes sense. So the title of today is, Who Are You When No One Else Is Around? Mm. Who are you? when no one else around and for me um i'm a pretty chill person when i'm not around people super sensitive super focused super aware i'm a super empath um and i sense things pretty much when i'm not around people but isolation has also been a part of my downfall right so like how can I put it? Um, sometimes being away from everyone and everything can backfire. And I think when I've struggled the most with negative self-thoughts and self-doubt and image issues, I've always, always been by myself. And it's a catch-22, right? Because I think about how things develop. I'll give you an example that I got from TD Jakes years ago um, in regards to seeds. When we're harvesting or growing anything, we put those seeds in the dirt. We put them in the darkest conditions, strip them of pretty much everything, right? No sun is getting in the ground, um, but there are nutrients in that darkness that cause that seed to come into fruition of what it is, right? For that seed to develop to its greater purpose of that darkness is really just temporary, right? Um, One tree in particular I think about are the sequoia trees. It's really tall, massive trees that start off just like anything else, right? Little, Little seeds, like super, super tiny. But when they fully, fully grow and develop and mature, I think they're one of the most beautiful trees I've ever seen before. Um, Super strong and durable and just, you know, present in that space. And almost to, I wouldn't say to a degree, but to a sense of just like, look what I've become. Like they stand in pride, right? And not that trees are like talking to me or anything like that. Um, But just from a symbolic standpoint, like it's powerful. So... I know 
isolation for me can be a catch-22. And it really just depends on what's causing me to isolate, right? Am I isolating because I need to be recharged? Am I isolating because I'm feeling drained, right? I've been around too many people. I'm too stimulated. Am I isolated because I feel lost? And it's it's really crazy that I'm doing this episode right now because I am in an isolation mode because I'm just feeling a little unsure about things, right? And to everyone listening, just because, you know, people like myself and others who have these wellness podcasts or YouTube channels or wherever you're getting your inspiration to be better, you know, just because we're speaking about topics does not mean we don't still struggle. You know, my life is nowhere near perfect. My life is nowhere where I want it to be just yet, but I'm grateful and show gratitude for where I am, which is progress, right? And that's what you have to celebrate. And when you really start to dissect things, you know, isolation can really be a good thing, right? I I feel personally right now that I'm coming toward the end of this phase because I'm actually doing this recording. Um, when this phase came about, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, um, I'll do it you know, later on today. I'll do it at six o'clock. I'll do it at seven. I'll do it before I go, you know, get groceries or go eat. I'll do it after I clean the dishes. And it's just this constant rotation of procrastination. So I know for me that right now I'm in a good space. But had this been three days ago or a week ago, the conversation might have been different or the conversation might not have even happened. For me, when I isolate, I become super aware of what I don't have. And that's a negative thing, right? Because you're in this comparison mindset of, well, I don't have this and I need this and 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 this. And it's all of these external things that we want, yet we have not taken, or I, um, I have not taken the time to just sit in the moment and absorb what's around me, right? I'm not absorbing the nutrients around me in this isolation, right? I got to go back to the seed. That seed absorbs those nutrients. It's not looking at it, you know, being in the dirt, I don't know, five feet underground. You know, it's, it's looking at what is here that I need so I can get the hell up out of here, really become what I'm supposed to be and never, ever, ever get back in this place. And that's honestly... Um, that's honestly where I am. And that's, that's how my phases go. And when I first started dealing with my depression, my isolation was like really, really bad. Keep in mind, I am in Georgia, all of my family, all of my really close friends, they're all in New York, right? I really don't have a support system here. Um, so when I had started isolating, I want to say about two years ago, really, really bad, um, you know, I wasn't really thinking of a support system. I was just more so thinking of what I don't like, what I don't have, what I need, how can I get it, who's getting in the way, why are people not helping me, why are people not checking on me, why do I feel alone, you know, why am I feeling stranded, why is nothing good happening, like you're just constant, 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 constant of this bad banter. 
that really put me deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in this hole of depression that ultimately, you know, caused a very bad incident, which ended me up in a facility for a few months. Um, and when I say a really bad incident, meaning a suicide attempt, um, trigger warning. So I apologize if that, you know, um, set anybody off, but it's real, right? It's real. Um, so again, you know, who are you when no one is around? Um, I'm super analytical. And sometimes, if not all the times, when I'm doing that from a negative lens, it's a very, very bad space. Thankfully, I know how to pull myself out of that, right? So for those of you who may be struggling with isolation and becoming so isolated that you become depressed and, you know, start having these thoughts and things of that nature. Um, again, I, I stress this on every episode. I'm not in any way, shape or form a licensed psychiatrist or therapist. So if you are, you know, feeling to that point or that edge, um, or if you're anywhere near close to that, please seek professional help. Like there are therapists out here that want to help people. I'm a living testament that therapy works, hence why I'm here in this space. Um, so do all that you can to get better. But it, it's, it's a journey. You know, it's not a race. It's not meant to be completed just because you want it completed. It's, it's there to show you something about yourself. But isolation is, is really just one of those things that I think a lot of us do and don't even really realize that we're doing it. Like, I had an instance, I want to say two days ago, where someone wanted to, like, hang out with me. And I was just so just checked out. He was like, yeah, I can get you on my job for free. And, you know, we got valet parking. And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. Like, I don't feel like driving. I don't feel like leaving this house. Like, I didn't even leave the house to check the mailbox, you know. Um, but then, boom, next day comes. And I'm like, okay, now I'm bored. Like, what is there to do? Like, how do we move forward? And like I said, it, it, it comes in phases, but you have to really just be aware of you know, what am I feeling, right? What am I feeling? What is causing me to isolate, right? And once we recognize that, how do we move to the next thing, right? I think a part of my uh, healing is I get out of isolation because I recognize, okay, I'm feeling this way because something happened with my family, right? It's causing me to pull back because I'm worried. I can't get to them the way I want to or as quickly as I want to. Um, something that I'm pretty sure all of us stress about, finances. This check didn't come. I'm missing hours or I'm working these doubles and, you know, I'm working seven days a week, shifts back to back, and I'm still not seeing the, the benefits, right? Still behind on bills or my lights got cut off, my Wi-Fi got cut off, I'm late on my rent. You know, all of these things that are everyday factors that really can just push somebody to the edge and just cause them to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with everybody seeing me, I'm done with being accessible, let me pull back, right? And I think a part of growth is knowing that it's okay to not be accessible. It's okay to isolate, but in that isolation, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be one hell of a fight. And I'm speaking from my personal standpoint, um, me isolating. I, I fight tooth and nail 
to get up out of there because it's like a roller coaster. Like one minute I'm really good and you know, I'm getting things done. Next minute I'm just like, I'm not doing jack shit. <laughs> like I'm gonna sit on this couch, I'm gonna binge watch, you know, I'm 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 just gonna cut my phone off. Or for some of us, you know, we get isolated and we get stuck in that phone. We're scrolling for hours and not doing anything productive and it can be a bitch. It it can really, really be a bitch, but you have to know the why. Why am I there? And why am I constantly coming back to that? And if there's something specific that is constantly putting you in that space, then that lets you know that that's something that you constantly have to avoid. Because if it puts you in isolation and it puts you in isolation on the negative scale, then that's something that is a trigger, right? It's something that's going to cause you to feel lesser than who you really are. And it's putting you in a space that's not really bringing out your full potential, right? How are you gaining from that when you're actively around things that are triggering you to isolate? One of my biggest regrets is isolating when, you know, I, I realized how bad my depression was because I should have reached out to people. You know, I, sh I should have just said, hey, like, can I talk on the phone with you or can we FaceTime or like just something, right? But I'm also a really firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. So I don't doubt or question my journey because like I said, my life has been so much better since dealing with my mental health and I've gained so much more knowledge about who I am and where I wanna be and how I see myself. And self-image is so important when you come at least for me, when you come out of isolation because you've overcame something. And how you see yourself in your mind when you're isolated really can pull you out of a, a really dark place. Like I just kept seeing myself working, right? Doing what I love, being happy, creating art, connecting with people, smiling, vibing about music, food, you know, being outdoors, all of that stuff. So I'm like, hey, we've been here before and we've seen the consequences of staying here for too long. Get your ass up. No, like seriously, get your ass up and stop trying to, and again, this is just my story, stop trying to overwork yourself and just worry about one thing at a time. I'm reading um, Will Smith's book, and he talks about a situation with his dad and this wall, right? Him and his brother, like babies, damn near, <laughs> like under the age of like legally being able to work, working on this brick wall that their dad tore down for like a year. I mean, they're kids, right? A group of grown men could definitely knock that out in a way smaller time frame. But his dad kind of snapped on him and said, you know, you guys are worrying about the wall Worry about one brick being perfectly executed and laid and then focus on the next thing. And for me, when I isolate, that's all I think about. What to do, what to do, what, like so many things, so many things, so many things. And I get to a point where I'm almost overstimulating myself and causing my mental to get worse because it's like I'm, I'm future tripping. I'm thinking about things that haven't happened. I'm thinking about things that may not ever happen. I'm thinking about things that I don't even have access to. 
So why am I like bugging the hell out, right? And to hear him say that, I, I reflect on that a lot, you know, because we are, we live in a society where everybody just wants to be busy. But busy doesn't mean successful. Hmm. Let me say that again. Busy does not mean successful. Busy and not being mentally well can kind of show you have time management issues or, you know, other issues that probably need to take the forefront of your focus, not completing 15 tasks in a day when you really are only capable of maybe doing two. And that's okay. I'd rather do two than aim for 15 and get none, right? So, like, we, we, you got to really be aware of, like, where you are. And, again, find those triggers that are causing the isolation and get rid of them. And if you can't get rid of them, like certain things like finance, finances are just always going to be something that are just going to stress people out. That's just the nature of the beast. And I really believe that money is the root of all evil because it's, it's just it, it causes people to just really freak the hell out. But, um, yeah, you know, find find those triggers that cause you to isolate and give yourself some time to positively isolate right? What can that look like for those that are kind of questioning, okay, well, if I isolate and it's not negative, you know, how can I make it positive? Isolation can be coming home from work. Literally the first step to like doing like positive isolation, coming home from work, putting your phone down and just decompressing, maybe meditating, cooking something to eat. If you live with a spouse or a partner or kids, having conversation, you know, seeing how their day went, engaging in something that is greater than you, but also taking a moment to embrace the now. You know, how many of us go home and reflect on our days at work and say, oh, well, you know, I could have did this a little bit better. Or, hey, I'm actually really glad that I handled this this way. Or I didn't curse out that supervisor or that customer or this client, you know, who is laid on a payment or an email or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just, it, it, you gotta really kind of create a spreadsheet almost, right? In every row and every column, just lay down something good, you know? It's easier said than done. Like I said, I'm, I'm, in, I'm at the end of an isolation period. I can feel it because I'm, I'm being very, very productive um, within the last 48 to 72 hours, but it'll come again. It always does. It, it, it always does. Maybe two weeks from now, maybe two hours from now, maybe two months, maybe two years. But it always comes, and we really have to be prepared to just sit in that dark place and fight like hell to get out of it, right? Um, but I also don't want to always associate isolation with negativity, right? Like I just said, what's a positive way to isolate? Come home and decompress. Take a bath. Take a shower. Go in your room and meditate. Journal. I love journaling. Like, I have so many journals in my house. Like, I could probably, no cap, I could probably make a Netflix series of my journals alone because I love writing. But that's a positive way to isolate. Listening to music. Um, these are also really good coping skills for those who may be struggling. But isolation in, in particular you know, it just kind of causes us, at least for me, 
to just not want to do anything. But again, here I am giving you guys ideas of ways to live in that isolation for a little bit, but still be productive. So I hope that that um, can help. But the, the, the title again is, who are you when no one is around? You know, are you truly your vulnerable self and your naked self and the man or the woman that you want to be? When nobody else is around, are you giving yourself credit where credit is due? Or is there so much negative talk and self-doubt that your isolation periods are just always bad? You know, I always feel like isolation should be 50-50. I think it should be some negative aspects that you're looking at and readjusting. And I, I want to say analyzing from a different lens. And then there's the positive part of your isolation where you're giving yourself credit for the things that have occurred, the things that you're working on, the things that you're working towards, where you're putting your focus, how you respond to things. Like if you're going to isolate and really do that self-work, got to have some yin and some yang, has to have some balance, right? I don't want you guys isolating and just being negative. It's a very, very bad thing. Um, but then if you're isolating and just being positive, are you really being real with yourself, right? Are you really taking care of your business the way that you should be taking care of your business? So again, like, and only you guys can answer this question, but who are you when no one is around? Who are you when no one is around? When no one is around me in a positive isolation, I am the most relaxed, carefree child at heart. And I think for a lot of us, you could probably relate to that. All of us are still our, our childhood selves deep down inside. But adulthood just has a way of, you know, making us put on these facades and being tough. But to the core of like who I am when I'm home, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a little derail, you know, I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm relaxed, I'm focused, I'm tuned in to my surroundings and the things that, that surround me and the things that I allow to surround me and the things that I engage in or don't engage in, you know, I know for me, that's, that's who I am. And, um, I hope that this helps. I hope that this helps somebody get out of that dark place. Because like I said, just because I may seem like I have it all together, I don't. <laughs> just because I completed, uh, I, um, I don't even know what you want to call it. Um, uh, how can you, what is this? I guess you can say like a hospitalization um, for mental illness. Just because I completed a program, you know, doesn't mean that I don't still struggle. I do. I'm not perfect, but in therapy and in groups, you know, you learn how to deal with this shit on a day-to-day -day basis because it's not going to go away unless you are just medicated out of the wazoo, which is probably going to make you a zombie. You, you know, these, these things come in waves and that's just how the mind works. Right. But you have the power, you have the tools and you have the support systems to start making those small little steps to just having a better, clearer mind. You do. And, and that's, the, that's the point of this podcast. I, I want to give you guys the tools to be able to relate to somebody 
and be like, you know what? Girl, I'll be feeling that too. Or last week, I had the same damn thoughts, you know? Because we're human and we have more in common than we think we do, especially when it comes to mental health, mental health, especially when it comes to like affirmations or negative self-talk and self-doubt, you know, we have a lot more in common than what society wants to do to separate us, to make us seem so unlike one another, when in all actuality, we're, we're very much so alike, so... I want to thank you guys for tuning in. This has been, whew, this this was a tough one, I'm not going to lie, because I don't talk about why I isolate or how I isolate until it's too far gone. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. I deserve more. You deserve more. We all deserve more. So let's work together. Let's bond. Let's connect. Let's have community and really figure out those tools and those skills that we need to just be better, right? And when we figure them out, let's share. I don't have to do this podcast, but I want to because I know that there's somewhere in the world, someone who's struggling, who doesn't see themselves at their full potential based off of them being in the soil of life, that dark place that's really there to shake you up a little bit, to give you nutrients, to remind you of where you don't ever want to be again, give you motivation, to give you hope. Ah, I love that. To give you hope to be better. And with that, I, I hope that this touches someone because when it does, my job is complete. This podcast is complete. This podcast has served its purpose. If one little itty-bitty person out there can just get up out of that bed, open those blinds, breathe in some air, feel that sun on your skin, or feel the, the moonlight on your face, or the rain coming through the window, you know, whatever your situation is, where you are, feel life happening around you, through you, and for you. And let that make you prosper. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This turned out way better than, than what I thought it was going to be. And I will see you guys on the next one. So make sure you take care of yourselves. I'll see you guys soon.